Hi, we're back. Welcome back to I'm Booked, your favorite bookish podcast. Um, that is that was not a question. That was a statement. This podcast is your favorite. Um, and I'm back. And today, as you can tell by the title, we're talking about my favorite bookish things for a bit of a contrast from the last uh, month's like more negative episode of like my bookish pet peeves. Um, so we're doing more of a positive, my favorite bookish things episode. And I got some new books. So that's exciting. Still haven't read any new books because I can't get myself to pick up a book for the life of me. But hey, here we are. Um, so I think I'm just going to jump in to my favorite bookish things. And some of these don't really relate to books. Um, but like, we're going to weave our way back to books. Because like, some of these are like, because it's hard to pick out like, your favorite. It's a lot easier to be negative about books than it is to be positive about them. I figured that out when creating the two episodes. Um, but I tried my best, you know? So in terms of my favorite reading spot, I'd have to say my bed. So my number one favorite bookish thing is my bed, which I know is not a book. It's not a bookish thing on its own. But when you bring a book into it, it kind of becomes a bookish thing. So my favorite bookish thing is my bed because I love reading in my bed. Who doesn't? It's cozy. It's comfy. It's soft. It's nice there. So yeah. Um, next, my e-reader. Now this one kind of explains itself. Like you get to read on the e-reader. The re-eater? I was about to say the re-eater. I don't know what that is. But the e-reader, when you're reading on an e-reader, like the version that I have is um, like a Rakuten Kobo version, like the Kobo e-reader. And it has these two buttons on the side of it. So to flip like backwards you press the top button and then to flip forwards you you press the like bottom button um so to flip the page basically you just press a button and for me that's so much more satisfying than flipping a page like I know that doesn't make any sense but like I just go click and then it like switches and then I get to read a new page and then I go click and then it like switches and I I don't know (laughs) but that to me that to me is so revolutionary that you know, I read faster and more um, with an e-reader than with paper books. Even though I love the feel of, like, a paper book and, like, the smell of a paper book, which I feel like that's going to be, like, my third big, like, favorite bookish thing. The smell of books! I sort of, like, when I was younger, I would sort of associate this smell with, like, intelligence or like smarts and like I just realized that's exactly the same thing um but like I would just sort of associate it with like 
people who were smarter than me, right? And so it it was sort of more of a negative smell for me. But once I started to like really love books and really like say, hey, like you don't have to like almost gatekeep like books and whatnot um, because like because like, oh, they're only for smart people. Like that's not true. They're for everyone and anyone who can access them. If you can't actually read like with your eyes, like a paper book, there are audiobooks now, which are great. Um, and if you can't listen to an audiobook, you can read a like paper book or an e-reader or um, like a magazine. I'm not sure. But I just feel like books aren't just for one specific type of people. They're sort of for everyone. And I feel like everyone should, I don't know, let books into their life a little bit more. I just got like very, <laughs> that was a bit more meaningful than I meant to go with the smell of books. But hey, <laughs> it's all right. Um, now a portable charger and you're like, Stella, you don't charge books. No, no, you don't, but you do charge an e-reader and you do charge your phone and both of those you could access books on. So that's where I'm going with this. Um, so I went on a trip to Toronto not too long ago. And I was reading on my phone. Still haven't finished that book. Like, I started it, I think, last year. I still haven't finished it, but it's fine. Um, and I would use that portable charger to keep my phone from dying so I could keep reading. Yay! That's always positive. Um, now, the fifth thing... Or sorry, the sixth thing. No, the fifth thing. Um, sorry, I can't count today. That's not the first time that I've had trouble with numbers today, so I'm I apologize. But comforter, com, com, comforter, com. Oh my gosh, why can't I speak? <laughs> and like I said in the last episode, we're not editing this anymore because that's too much work for me. Comfortable clothes. There we go. I I can speak again. Comfortable clothes for reading in, you know? Like, that's just great. Just comfy sweatpants and sweaters and stuff like that, you know? Just to keep you nice and warm and cozy and all that jazz. So, yeah. Um, that's great. And before I continue with the My Favorite Bookish Things, I shall, we got our first voice message, guys. So we shall listen to that. Hey, Stella, this is Josh, one of your friends from school. And after listening to your all, all your episodes on your most recent podcast, I'm Booked, I really enjoyed listening to it just because 
um, like of how much books mean to you, like not just for your personal self, but just for your life. And also it's just, you've kind of influenced me to enjoy books more often than I used to, because before that, before now, I would always say I like reading books. It's just finding the time to do it. And then after listening to your podcasts, it made me want to read more and like how I can use this as a hobby. And I really enjoyed it. So I want to thank you on that. And one more thing, if you can feel free to mention me on your next podcast, I will not feel ashamed. I will not feel embarrassed or anything like that. You have my word. Thanks again. And I hope to start a podcast of my own one day. Your friend, Josh. Okay, so that was my lovely friend, Josh. And I'm I'm glad I could inspire him to, you know, bring books back to, into his life in an enjoyable way. And I, I'm glad I could inspire him to find the time to read some more books. And also, I'm glad I inspired him to maybe potentially start his own podcast. So when that comes out, I'll let you guys know. Um, so, yeah, I'll let. Let's uh, let us continue into my favorite bookish things. <laughs> um, so the next thing is reusing kombucha bottles. I know this doesn't really have to do with books, but <laughs> you'll just just wait. It'll it'll we'll we'll navigate back to books. So if you're not sure what kombucha is, it's fermented tea made with yeast bacteria called a scoby, I believe. Um, I really like it because I really like tea, right? And so that, that'll come in later in the podcast. But, um, I really like reusing the bottles because they're glass, right? And I'd rather reuse something myself before I put it in the recycling and like give the responsibility to someone else to recycle it, right? So I'd rather reuse it first, um, if I can. And then... Uh, the reason why this relates to books is because you have to stay hydrated while you are binge reading, <laughs> okay? Because oftentimes when we were reading thrillers or horror books or just really intriguing books, we can forget to um, drink water and eat food. I've done this <laughs> before, I think, when I finished, like, two books in a day um once and yeah that was not good I, that did not make me feel great so yeah that's why that relates to books um my next thing is wireless headphones for listening to classical music while reading or for listening to ambiance while reading i know youtube has some great like harry potter ambiance um videos and those are like really fun because they're like crackling fire and you can sometimes hear like characters voices and stuff like that and it's cool because like i've seen some for like the gryffindor common room or like the slytherin common room or like um potions class something like that right like i've so what, whatever scene you're in in the book i'm sure you can find something to match that um vibe you know like even if your book isn't harry potter if your book isn't takes maybe it takes place um in a school i'm sure you could find like 
a school library ambiance or whatever, you know? So, yeah, I thought that was, I thought wireless headphones can come in handy because then you can, like, roll around on your bed because that's your favorite reading spot and then you can not get tangled in wires so yeah um uh next thing sort of also relates to ambiance is woodwick candles um because these candles sort of create like a crackling noise um and i find it really soothing to listen to that because it's a fun little noise. And then sometimes it's like scary because like it'll make like a big crackling noise and you're like, am I going to burn my house down? That's suspicious. But you know, it's, it turns out to be okay. So I have never, knock on wood, um, I have never burnt the house down. So with a woodwick candle. So, or anything. I, <laughs> what am I saying? I've never burnt a house down ever, but not with a woodwick candle. Okay. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. Um, next thing, reading socks or slippers again for coziness. Cause you gotta be cozy while you're reading a book. That's like the most important thing. Right? Yeah. Unless you're like, I don't know, reading on public transport or reading in public, which is also can be quite enjoyable because then you have like the natural ambiance of things just happening around you in people's lives, you know, just taking place. Um, yeah. And then, of course, tea. I said we'd mention this. This is actually the last thing. So tea for warmth while reading. Again, warmth has been a big thing for me on this list because I really like the feeling of warmth while reading. Um, and I especially love like the calming nature that tea has. Unless it has caffeine, then that doesn't make you calm. That makes you jittery, but that's okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's sort of my list on my favorite bookish things. My favorite thing probably being my bed. That's probably my favorite thing on that list. Now, for the four books that I got most recently, I picked up The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware. I really, really love Ruth Ware's work. I read one of her previous novels and I really like the pacing of it. So I'm hoping her other thrillers will um, carry on with those same attributes. So yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to try and find the synopsis in the book if I can. No, I can't find the synopsis. That's okay. See, one of my bookish pet peeves. The synopsis is not just on the back of the book. There are reviews instead. One of my bookish pet peeves in action. So I cannot tell you what it's about because one, I have not read it. And two, the back has reviews instead of a synopsis. So... That's not very fun, but that's okay. The next book 
is The Wives by, or not The, The Wives, because it's not a vowel. Um, it doesn't start with a vowel, so it's not The, but The Wives um, by Taryn Fisher. And this is about, so I'm just going to read the synopsis to you. Imagine that your husband has two other wives. You've never met the other wives. None of you know each other. And because of this unconventional arrangement, you can see your husband only one day a week. But you love him so much, you don't care. Or at least, that's what you've told yourself. But one day, while you're doing laundry, you find a scrap of paper in his pocket. An appointment reminder for a woman named Hannah. And you just know it's another one of the wives. You thought you were fine with your arrangement, but you can't help yourself. You track her down, and under false pretenses, you strike up a friendship. Hannah has no idea who you really are. Then Hannah starts showing up to your coffee dates with telltale bruises, and you realize she's being abused by her husband, who, of course, is also your husband. But you've never known him to be violent. Ever. Who exactly is your husband? And how far will you be willing to go to find out? And who is his mysterious third wife? So, I'm excited for this book because I've heard terrible things about it. <laughs> and I know that sounds terrible, but I always love reading books that other people hate and trying to find good things about them. Because, yes, there could definitely be bad books, but I never think that a person means to make a bad book, right? So I feel like there are always positive attributes to a book. Um, and I will read it and I will review it on here and tell you whether or not I hate it, love it, just think it's mediocre, or what other, whatever other opinions I have on it. So I'll keep you updated on that one. Um, the next book I have is The Poetics of Queer. Now, I cannot tell you what this is about, other than the fact that it is a collection of poetry, interviews, essays, and reviews. Um, so kind of like a magazine, but not um, longer than a magazine, much longer, because it's a book. But um, the back just sort of has contributors, so there are like over two dozen, so I cannot read them all to you. You will get extremely bored, but um, I'm excited for this one because I've never read, I've read like collections of poetries and collections of essays, but I've never read like a collection of them combined. So I'm wondering what this one will hold for me. And it's, it's not even on Goodreads. Like I cannot find it on Goodreads anywhere. So I've searched it up under, like under the authors under the title it's just nowhere to be found so we'll have to we'll have to see if i can even review this one on goodreads or not now the final book um that i picked up recently is the push by ashley audrain and i'm very excited for this book because i have heard great things about it so it is, I will read you the synopsis for this one and then I'll talk about it. So Blith Connor is determined to be the warm, comforting mother to her new baby, Violet. 
that she never had. But in the thick of motherhood's exhausting early days, Blith doesn't find the connection with her daughter she expected. She's convinced something is wrong with Violet. She is distant, rejects affection, and becomes increasingly disruptive at preschool. Or is it all in Blith's head? Her husband, Fox, says she's imagining things. Fox doesn't see what she sees. He sees a wife who is struggling to cope with day-to-day challenges of being a mother. The more Fox dismisses her fears, the more Blith begins to question her own sanity. And the more we begin to question what Blith is telling us about her life as well. Then, their son Sam is born. And with him, Blith has the natural maternal connection she'd always dreamed of. Even Violet seems to love her little brother. But when they... When life as they know it is changed in an instant, the devastating fallout forces Blith to face the truth. The Push is a rare and extraordinary gift to readers, an utterly immersive novel that will challenge everything you know about motherhood, about what hap- about what we owe our children, about what really happens behind the closed doors of even the most perfect-looking families, and about what it feels like when women are not believed. So I am very excited for this one. I think I might actually start this book like today, like as soon as I get off this, as soon as I stop recording this podcast, um, because I'm just so excited for it. And I actually got it at like a neighborhood book box, like a, like it's like a take a book, leave a book library type thing. So I am very excited for that. Um, I know this is more of a shorter episode than I guess I planned, but that's all I have for you guys because I haven't read anything. Um, So I hope you enjoyed. I hope you are enjoying the books that you're currently reading if you are currently reading any books. And I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye.